Being a financial grown-up, it's pretty hard. We know that. And that's why we need to be focusing on financial wellness. According to PwC, the majority of employees said that financial worries had a negative effect on their overall health and well-being. Money stress is expensive for companies. Workers are less productive and more likely to leave a job. They also have higher healthcare costs when they are worried about their money. Not surprising, as if healthcare costs weren't already sky high. Financial Wellness Strategies is here to help by providing engaging and yes, delightful workshops and educational programs for employees to better control finances. Anyone can lecture and run numbers. We talk about real life money stuff. Topics include setting up the best grown-up everyday money habits, managing those social media temptations to splurge, strategies to shop for the best deals at the best time, demystifying and really understanding financial lingo, strategies to steer friends and family away from those bad money decisions, and how to know when you should ignore the math that says you should do one thing with your money and focus on your goals, even when it isn't the best, quote, financial decision. It's time for your company to invest in peace of mind with financial wellness strategies. Get in touch for more information at financialwellnessstrategies.com. Money conversations come up all the time without us really being ready. And so we muddle through them and do our best. But if we can get some thoughtful and intentional ideas under our belt ahead of time, we can make the conversations much more productive when they do happen. That's just some of the great advice we get from this week's guests. But first, before we get to them, this week's quote comes from my friend, Jean Chatsky. Quote, the only way to get comfortable talking about money is to talk about it more often. The only way to get comfortable talking about money is to talk about it more often. Seems obvious, but yet, we don't, right? So think about it and maybe we will. And by the way, for those of you who don't know Jean, she is the founder and CEO of Her Money and the host of the podcast by the same name. Now to this week's guest, Sandy Bragar and Cami Doder of Asperience. Cami is the chief marketing officer where her role spans across branding, digital content, client experience, inbound marketing, automation, and messaging. Yeah, she's pretty busy. Sandy is the Chief Client Officer at Asperient and leads the planning, strategy, and research team. Together, they host the very popular Money Tales podcast, where they often get into it on some very taboo money topics, which is kind of why I had to have them on this podcast. Here are Sandy Bragar and Cami Doder of Asperient. Sandy Bragar and Cami Doder of experience. Welcome. You are both financial grown-ups. We like to think we are. <laughs> you absolutely are. And we're going to be talking about money conversations that are intentional. Before I get into your tips on that, tell me what that means to you. What does it mean to have an intentional money conversation? Bobby, money conversations come up all the time in our day-to-day -day lives without us even thinking and realizing that they're money conversations. And because they're just sort of coming up, if we go through the motion of our day-to-day -day life, we're not really thinking about the conversation. We're not determining in advance what we want to communicate, what we want to get out of the conversation. So coming into the money conversations with intention is the exact opposite. It's premeditating. It's really 
being thoughtful about what it is that you want to cover. What are you trying to learn? What do you want to express? What conclusion do you want? Or are you driving toward an action item? Uh, Having all of that in mind can make the money conversation much more productive. And having fun with it. I think there's a having it front of mind and present and something you're committed to. There's a commitment. I think about wellness is about making that commitment and having that intention as part of it. So we want to communicate effectively about money with the people that we care most about in life. So let's start with our friends and family. What are your strategies when we want to have intentional conversations? Because it can be so awkward to even start the conversation. Is this something we should plan in advance or is it something we should kind of look for the opening in the moment? A great question. I think you can go in either direction and be ready to play both sides of that of that coin. When you want to make sure that you're having a conversation when you're really diving into it with intention, Bobby, we do recommend that people give some thought to how to open the conversation. And there's many different ways to do it. A common one could be, hey, I was listening to this great podcast and they were talking about (laughs) topic A or topic B. What do you think of that? That's a really great launching point. Or I read an article or I saw something on television or heard something on the news. Those are easy, comfortable ways to ease into a conversation or just bringing curiosity about something that you've been thinking about and asking the other person how they're wondering about it. But certainly there are windows of opportunities to jump in. And Cammie, do you want to chat about that? Yeah. So there's also the idea like, you know, ask for permission too. Hey, I'd love to have this conversation. So you ask, start with permission. There's also something Sandy and I do on Money Tales, the podcast we co-host, is start from the beginning, which is sometimes really easy. Tell us when you were growing up, how was money handled in your home? Or tell me a story. When did money have meaning to you? You know, and you can start for me. I remember swimming in the community pool and people off the diving board, money fell out of their pockets. And if you got that money, you could go buy an ice cream. Money had meaning. It got me that ice cream. So telling those stories, it could really just warm up and it's it's then you show how how easy and comfortable and how money is part of life. And that's important because it also opens the door for multi-generational conversations, which can be really the most awkward, especially for children who want to have a better sense of their parents' financial goals, maybe in some cases financial means, what's going on. It's important to have that information because we don't know how life will evolve. That's right. And those are some of my most favorite conversations, not only in my own family, but in the work that we do with clients at Asperian. And I think when it comes to multi-generational conversations, it's helpful to provide some context to the conversation. Uh, What are the boundaries? What are we talking about? Is it information that we want to keep private and just keep within the family? Or are these things that we're welcome to share and talk to with people outside of our family? Having those established ground rules up front can be really helpful. And then also inviting in that curiosity of what's on your mind, what would you like to learn and being mindful of the ages and the experience level of the different family members in the room, (laughs) making sure that you're really (laughs) communicating in a way that makes sense to them. We were in a podcast conversation recently where someone was telling us that they heard their parents talking about money all the time growing up, but they had no idea what their parents were really saying. And what a missed opportunity in that family to check in. And if you're talking about money in front of the next generation, 
you should be doing that because you want them to learn from it. And so checking in, seeing what questions that they have, asking them for their biggest takeaways from the conversation, getting their points of view and perspectives, all of that helps make the conversations between multiple generations flow a lot more smoothly and more productively. I like that Sandy talked about making it a conversation. So it isn't just Mm -hmm. the senior generation espousing their wisdom. It's hearing from the rising generation, hearing their perspectives, how do they engage with money and hearing their stories. I think that's really important. Another thing I know that you are very focused on is education and how that can be integrated into the intentional conversations about money. So what do you recommend people do if, for example, they want to learn more about money in the context of being able to then bring it up and you know expand their relationships with their friends and family and, and make everyone more comfortable? Sandy hit on it already, but learning is everywhere. So first, chip away at it. So don't feel like I have to know everything all at once and, you know, drinking from the fire hose. So find areas that you are interested and find resources where they're enjoyable. So podcasting is a great example where you can hear stories and you can learn in a lot of different methods or a book. If someone's a book learner, pick up a book, start small and then share your knowledge with others. I, I do find that if I can explain it to someone else, I'm really understanding the concept. So the idea is in financial concepts, we, we hear a lot of um, embarrassment. I should know more. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why do people feel in no other area of their lives do they have to know everything? But something about money, we have to know everything. And so really reminding ourselves that you're just learning, you're just growing, have a growth mindset find areas you're interested in and find resources that you enjoy. Don't make it something that's not enjoyable. If you hear, as you mentioned, these conversations where maybe members of your family or your friends are having a conversation about money, how do you, without it being awkward, get in there and learn more? You don't want them to feel like you're nosy. You don't want the parents to feel like you are maybe have malicious intention of some sort. It's uncomfortable. It can be, but the magic all happens, Bobby, outside of that comfort zone. So <laughs> we encourage people to get in there and, and ask questions. Uh, you don't have to have all the big conversations at once. You can ease into them. Cami mentioned some of that before. You can start slow, keep coming back to a topic. But if you're hearing someone in, in the next room over or somewhere else in the room that you're in talking about something that's of interest to you, just like any other topic, you could just jump in and say, wow, that's, re- that's really fascinating. I've been thinking about that too. Here's what I'm wondering. You know what I'm also finding is that as I'm getting better and more comfortable about having many conversations, when I do bring it up, let's say with a friend on a hike, quite often it's not this scary, oh gosh, should I have brought this up? It's People love it. It's almost an open door. Like, oh, great question. I've always wondered that too. How do you think about it? And it becomes this just wonderful, rich, unfolding conversation. And to add to that, one of the things that we found not only in our Money Tales conversations, but in conversations with clients, when you do create that safe space for these open money conversations, it can bring intimacy and closeness unlike many other topics. So it, it it can be sort of addicting in a way because <laughs> you just want to get in there and learn more. And once you open that door, it's easy to just stay in that room and, and keep talking. I love that because a lot of the time we 
it's not even on purpose, but we we realize we're hiding so much from those closest to us who would be the most supportive. But once we break down those barriers, we do find so much support and we often find that they are having a similar experience or certainly can relate to it and be helpful to it. And it can provide relief just there. We can, you know, we can, it is a form of financial wellness to just have that support around you of people that sort of get it and maybe will be more sensitive to what's going on with you. That's exactly right. And I think the more often you're in these conversations and you understand what is most productive, that's when you can start modeling it too. Sometimes people say it's easier to talk to a stranger about your problems than to those closest to you. It's it's kind of true. It is. And as you know, there are a number of, of really useful money coaches. At Experian, we will recommend that clients sit down with money coaches and in and, and wealth dynamic coaches to help talk through some of these things, especially in the case of couples where they might be coming from different situations, have different perspectives around money, have different relationships. As a quick example, there's a client that I'm working with who is getting engaged to be married and she wants to enter into a prenuptial agreement with her fiance. And they're coming at this conversation from very different perspectives Uh, He comes from a family that doesn't have as many resources as hers. And so he said, let's let's introduce you to someone who can really invite a, a warm, welcoming conversation to help you get on the same page, really explore each of your individual values, your joint values and your perspectives around money to make these conversations about a prenuptial agreement much more. I'll just use that word again, productive and Mm -hmm. and allowing you to achieve the goals rather than something that could potentially turn into a destructive uh, conversation. Also, I think this role of an outside advisor does help keep things fluid, have the conversation be focused on what the needs are with the couple. I mean, this is Sandy shared a prenup, but I think about our clients in a wealth management relationship we can push clients when we know this is a topic we really need to dig deeper or they need to uncover. Um, you know, it's like any good coach, uh, you know, they're, they understand your weaknesses. They know where to push, how to encourage, how to entice. And I think that's how we should consider why that's really a valuable. You only get to a certain level when you try and do everything by yourself. And sometimes that's great and that's all you need. But when you want to get to that next level, having an advisor or a coach, that's really critical to do so. Before we wrap up, I want to give you, Sandy and Cami, an opportunity to just tell everyone a little bit about Money Tales, your amazing podcast, which I was fortunate enough to be a guest on, and about your business. Thanks, Bobby. You know, I'll start with Money Tales. Uh, this podcast is coming from our business at Experient. We talk to clients about money every day. But what is quite apparent, is, and it's a really special part, it's a trusting relationship and conversation, but clients would tell us, you know, gosh, we're so thankful we can talk to you about it because we don't have anybody else to talk about money. So Money Tales, the podcast, was intended to bring to life that we could have this, this taboo topic around money doesn't need to be there. And so let's demonstrate, and thank you, Bobby, for joining us. Let's demonstrate how to have productive money conversations. I'm one of those people who who has the absolute luxury of practicing her dream career. It's really fun for me to help people make really good financial decisions and creating a safe space to open up these money conversations is a big part 
of being able to help people understand what's most important to them and what they're trying to achieve with their wealth. It is a joy to be able to do that. And for anyone out there who is hesitant about these conversations, I really would just recommend that you jump in and and give it a shot. Get out of that comfort zone. Thank you both so much for joining me. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for having us, Bobby. We all want to live our best financial grown-up lives. One way to do that is to know that the people that we care about are also in a good place when it comes to their money. That might mean our kids, our grandkids, and yes, even our friends. But how? I mean, it's kind of awkward. You see them struggling, pretending to know more than they do, or just making bad money decisions, but you don't know what to say. And even if you say something supportive, then what? That's why I wrote Launching Financial Grownups. In Launching Financial Grownups, I share the tools and strategies so you know what to say to take the pressure off and give those you love the confidence they need. It's all about giving those we care about the right amount of help at the right time so they can not only learn what they need to know about being financial grownups, but also be confident that they can do it and that you will be there to cheer them on. Pick up a copy of my book, Launching Financial Grownups. I promise you'll be so happy that you did. Get out of your comfort zone and have some uncomfortable conversations. Just one of the amazing takeaways from Asperience, Sandy, and Cami. This week's extra credit is to watch the George Clooney film, The Descendants. The Descendants is full of uncomfortable family money conversations, uncomfortable family situations. In short, here's the plot. Clooney plays a wealthy Hawaiian lawyer who has to deal with his family's financial issues after his wife is left in a coma, after a boating accident. There's a big plot twist here. I'm not going to reveal it because that would be even more awkward than you can imagine, but it's pretty, just, just watch it guys. I would love to hear how you handle awkward money conversations. DM me at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram and be sure to subscribe to my free newsletter for more tips on being financial grownups. Super easy, bobbyrebel.substack.com or you can get the link in the show notes all on my website, just my name, bobbyrebel.com, B-O-B-B-I-R-E-B-E-L-L.com. Check out the Money Tales podcast and big thanks to Sandy Bragar and Cami Doder of Asperience for helping us all be financial grownups and of course, invest in peace of mind. Wellness for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, editing and production by Steve Stewart, guest coordination, social media support and show notes by Ali Bourbon. Artwork by Chelsea Perez. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned on the show, as well as show transcripts by going to my website, bobbyrebel.com. To get even more out of this podcast, make sure you are also on our newsletter list to get more free content to live your best financial grown-up lives. There is a link in the show notes, but you can also sign up by going to bobbyrebel.com or financialwellnessstrategies.com and be a friend. Share the podcast with your friends and anyone you think might like it by taking a screenshot and sharing it on social media. Make sure to tag me on Instagram at bobbyrebel1. While you're there, follow me. If you DM me that you listen to the podcast, I will follow you back. You can also leave a review of this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. 
And please support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. Finally, my grown-up friends, don't forget to invest in peace of mind. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>